Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouts. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. Okay, not Susan, because Susan is convalescing, and we're only going to let her do it for another 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I told her she needs to call in. Instead, in Susan's seat, in the hot seat, is Aaron Whitehead from Brawless Unhooked and Unleashed Podcast. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, I'm amazing, and, and that's, I find it absolutely amazing you're here with me. Oh, well, hey, I will do, I I love Susan to death, and I will gladly try to fill her amazing shoes this morning, although you, she is absolutely not replaceable. We love you, Susan. <laughs> You're sucking up to her, Erin. <laughs> no, I mean that. Yeah, no, she is, she's crazy as anything, but we just, we love her. She's awesome. So I hope that she is recovering well and and doing well, and we wish her the best. So I, it was a pleasure for me to get on the mic this morning with you. I think she's kindly graduated now to Jello and otherwise uh, liquid foods. So it means she's on the heel. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I, with Jello, you can have Jello shots. So I mean. Don't tell her That's that. Step up. I know. <laughs> she's, she's already already loopy enough from the meds. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good though. I'm glad she's got some good meds. It sounds like she's getting good care. That's that's wonderful. Now, uh you are doing the Brawlish podcast. That is I so am. cool. Uh, it's Thank it's you. great to have another person in the the military spouse community doing a podcast, and you're taking a shot at comedy. How 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 easy has that been so far? Oh, it's not easy at all. So I can make my family laugh and friends laugh, and maybe I can do some fun stuff on Facebook once in a while. But trying to make that happen in a different medium, which podcasting is completely new to me. And trying to make comedy uh, kind of resonate there has been a little bit challenging for me, but we're getting better every single week and we have amazing guests and I'm having so much fun with it. So it's totally worth it. And it's totally something different for me than the past, you know, 10 years, really. I was very immersed in the military spouse community Mm -hmm. and this is stepping out of that a little bit. And uh, that's been really interesting for me and, and really positive. It's been great. 
Now, I know a lot of people are wondering, they heard the, the title of your podcast, Brawless, Unhooked, and Unleashed. That's pretty darn racy, lady. <laughs> it is racy, racy, but no, well, okay, yeah, it can get that way. It is rated E for explicit, so we talk about something. You don't no, want to no, listen to it no, in no, car no, no, with no, your kids. No, yeah. No, we try to keep this so that we try to keep this so that you can listen to it in your car and listening to it right. in your office. Yep. You know. Um, so please, please, we did do an explicit the other day when we had a uh, combat veteran on because we played a couple yeah. of tracks from his newly released album. But we gave plenty of fair warning ahead of time. And uh, right, yeah. when I was chatting about this with Susan, I said, should we make this one explicit? And she says, oh, no, I'll just tell tell uh, Aaron that I, I know what to do when you're broadless and unhooked. And she won't want that to happen. <laughs> no, we have. I actually had an episode that dropped the other day. It was with a brand new dad. And he has a podcast called The Manly Dad. And it's really amazing. But he, I think, maybe someone said damn during the podcast, but we didn't, there was nothing that you could listen to that one in the car with your kids. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, it is, it is conversations where we really just um, sit, kick back, relax, take off your bra, get comfortable at the end of the day and have fun conversations. So of course, when there's women having fun conversations and and we have the occasional man come on the show, um, of course, we're going to talk about some things that you probably would not want your children to listen to. So, but it is rated that way. And I always always give a funny disclaimer at the beginning, kind of telling you what the topics are going to include. So yeah, that's cool. So yeah, we I mean we 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 don't get crazy with it, and I know that the title is very racy, and and I think I said the other day we have a, a private Facebook group that's Brawless Podcast Conversations where listeners can come in and um, talk to the guests and stuff, and I said I get such different reactions from men and from women when they hear the title of the podcast because women immediately are like, oh yeah, I can totally relate. At the end of the day. You get in the house, you walk in the door, and the first thing that comes off is your bra, and you're just able to relax and finally be yourself and, and you know, be your authentic, genuine self, and it's this deep thing. And men are like, uh, bras? Uh, what? Yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah, we a don't. Totally different reaction. Yeah. We, we, when, we, when, we, when we let the boys loose, we're usually talking about taking our shoes and socks off. Uh, yeah, well, let's, yeah, I mean, and ugh. Yeah, no, it stinks Stinky when you think feet. about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so, so, you know. It's a totally different reaction to the title of the podcast. It's kind of fun for me to hear that. I, I giggle I at it every single time. I knew nothing about this secret Facebook page. I'm going to have to ply that one out of you when we get done with the show today. I'm going to. I'm going to have to make, probably make threatens, threaten you somehow with, you know, like, I don't know, wet noodle lashings or something crazy. No, I <laughs> responded to it. It's called Did Brawless I... Podcast Conversations. Yeah, you're in there. You responded to the comment. <laughs> have I? <laughs> I mean, about, yeah, I think so. I'm typing so, it in well, now. Yeah. Oh, Brawless Podcast. There, but... oh, there it is. And it says I'm joined. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that's fun because there's, it's not a very large group and it is closed. Um, it's not private, of course, but it is closed. And you get all of our, um, all the guests that we've had on the show so far are in there. 
And so it's kind of cool for our audience to be able to go in and give a shout out to the guests and say, hey, I enjoyed this or I have a question or whatever. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a post in there. Now, the, the last one with the manty hose. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. no. Absolutely no. not. Ooh. No. Okay. Women, most of us have stopped wearing pantyhose, so there's no reason for men to start that new trend. Mantyhose, there's there's just no reason for it. Uh, no. Look, you can have mm. you can have our rompers if that's really your thing. No. No. Leave no the uncomfortable nonsense to us. Yeah. No. Well, hey, you know if that's your thing, whatever, you know. No. But, I, I don't want to see you get naked at the urinal so you can go to the bathroom because that's what you yeah, have no to do with the, with the romper. You got to take the whole thing off. It's, Especially yeah, here in fun. Germany. Here in Germany, you've got uh, restrooms that are just, you know, wide open to the public anyway. You, you walk up and do your business. Women can too. Wow. Nothing gets shown. So, my yeah. gosh, I do not want to be stripping down in front of everybody just so that I can, <laughs> you know, uh, water something. No. Yeah, no. I I learned about I learned about the romper phase on a podcast recording when my friend Danielle from another podcast came on, and she told me about it legitimately when we were recording, and I was shocked. Like I had not heard about it that day. I was been busy. I was editing or something, and. Uh, it's it's a pretty funny exchange that episode is called wet laundry and it's pretty funny because I genuinely learned about that craziness <laughs> right during the middle of the recording it was a lot of fun but so yeah this is, um, the podcasting has been so amazing and and so fun and just a great community of people and I'm having a blast with it. Well, that's great because I know I've been having a blast for the last three, four years doing podcasting, and I can't imagine giving it up. Uh, I'm glad Susan has agreed to let me be the co-host of this show. This is her show, and she gets to pretty much pick and choose what she wants on there, and that's cool for me. Yeah. You guys talk about some awesome things. Um, We do, and she comes up with the ideas. She comes up with the ideas, and with today's topic, of course, being your show, that works for me because I like talking about other people's podcasts and what other people do. I mean, my latest big podcast, the the weekday podcast, Spouse World One to One, is doing really well. I've got a lot of great people that are, you know, signing up to have me interview them and talk about. So I've gotten pretty probably pretty good at asking the questions but i'm not sure that's exactly what what she wanted maybe she wanted you to grill me i don't know oh well we're just going to talk that's you know on my podcast i don't call them interviews i call them i slip up once in a while because that's really what they are they're not necessarily just two people trying to get get to know one another and 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 talk about whatever we want to so we can do that um, today, but yeah, interviewing people though is I'm learning. It is a kind of a fine art. You t- trying to get the conversation to move and <laughs> to be fun, and of course I edit my show so I can you know do all of that in post edit and try to or or post production post recording and and clean it up a little bit. But it is a skill trying to get the the story to move and just it's. 
it's it's awesome. And you're doing it every single week, five days a week, which is blowing yes. my mind. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. I, it's easy. I, 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 the, my guests provide me all the material I need to talk to them about, and I just need to make cut it down to 15 minutes. We, this show yeah. here, live, for an hour and a half, the idea is, is for people to call in. You can, And folks, those of you that are listening right now, please call in and ask Aaron a question or two. This is the perfect opportunity. Otherwise, you have to book a, a slot with her to be on her podcast. <laughs> And you guys will schedule a time and then you'll talk. But here, if you've got a burning question, and I'm not talking that kind of burning. I'm talking, you know, you, you <laughs> got something you want to know. Call in 323-870-4358. That's 323-870-4358. You can go by Skype as well. You could do that. And use the call in the phone number, and that'll work just fine. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to answer your questions. Anything at all, spouse bouts. There is no subject that is taboo. We do, the only thing we ask is that you at least make it so that uh, Susan's son can listen to it. <laughs> That's the best yeah, way. We, we don't want to get it. too racing. Yeah, it's also too early in the morning for me to be racy, so I have not had enough coffee yet for <laughs> for that to happen most what? of the time I record at night, actually. Now, there's a question. There's a good question right there that every everybody always wants to know, and good friends always know the other other friends, their BFFs, they always know this. What kind of coffee do you drink? Oh, whatever's on sale at Winn Dixie. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I mean, honestly, we we bought. I think right now we have Folgers or Maxwell House in there or whatever, and we just throw it in our regular coffee pot. We had a Keurig for years, and I just got tired of it. And then I watched some video of like the Ebola virus yeah. in the Keurig bucket or something, and I was like, slime yeah, inside, nope. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we're we're done with this. So now we we just have the regular coffee pot, and I just throw some creamer in there and 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 go. But yeah, I, I, forgot, I don't have a huge Starbucks addiction or anything. I forgot what ours is called. We use the the drip kind. I mean, it's you put the filter in, you put the two scoops of coffee in there, pour in ten cups of water into the back, turn on the switch, watch it, you know, slowly drip through. Uh, but it's um I want to say eight o'clock brand, really good. It's the chocolate mint and the sad, sad doggy day sad. They've been out at the commissary now for almost two months. Oh, no. I'm jonesing. I'm jonesing bad. I have had to go to Folgers French vanilla. And that's okay. I, it's just not that serious to me. It makes my fingers I, smell really good compared to how they normally <laughs> smell. I'm a guy. We scratch things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, – I'm, I'm not loving that conversation this morning, Dave. Let's change directions away from men scratching Co- things to something no, else. I was talking coffee. <laughs> Where was your gutter mind going? Oh. Yikes, lady. Oh, go ahead. Hey. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. So let's talk about 
podcasting as a military spouse, do you, I want to talk about how do you is different or how the medium is different in our community because I feel like it's starting to catch on in our community and I think it can do some amazing things in our community. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? As far as podcasting itself proper, um, yeah. that's that's a, that's a good complicated question. In reality, see, I have the background of being a radio broadcaster. And so I used to do actual real McCoy live morning shows and the morning show that I was in uh, back in my hometown, we competed against Howard Stern and with the Arbitron ratings, which is, you know, how they determine how advertisers determine whether or not you're a good station to put their product in and thus, you know, spend money with us. uh, I could beat Howard Stern. And so wow. my arbor- my local Arbitrons were really good, but I'm not a shock jock. So I knew how to imagine I have an audience in front of me. Well, as far as bringing the podcasting into the military spouse world, it, it boiled down to, you know, what is it that we as a military family need the most? It's pretty much the same thing as any family does with one difference. We have to go through an official location. We can't just go, you know, find a business that caters to childcare. You know, we have to find something that goes through the CDC. We have to find something that uh, it, it takes care of our kids that TRICARE accepts. We have various limitations that brand new families don't know about experienced families do and find a way to work around them. But in the meantime, where is that information common knowledge? And so working with the family readiness group and all, I was doing that with flyers. I was doing that with emails. And one day I was sitting down talking to Chris Pape, who is the uh, army. I'm sorry, the air force Spouse of the Year for Armed Forces Insurance 2014 MSI program. He does a thing on the internet called machospouse.com. And it's a video, video repository of helpful videos for guy spouses to know what to do. How us stay at home dads do things. Whereas, where, the, where the end result is going to be the exact same as a stay-at-home mom will do, how a stay-at-home dad does it is different. We're one-track minds. We cannot multitask. We have to figure okay. out the plan to get everything to work together. So he made all of these great videos. I'm saying, well, why don't we do something with, with you know podcasting? I, I could do something audio. We can make it a part of MachoSpouse.com. And he says, no, no, absolutely not. I do not want to mess with anything like that. That's pretty much unscripted. I don't do unscripted. I said, dude, that's all I do is unscripted. He goes, good. (laughs) Do it yourself then. Bing. There went the light bulb. All right. There you go. So I, I started male military spouse radio show and I did that three years ago. Um, We pretty much covered 
every single thing a guy spouse encounters that really, really annoys us. It's really hard to figure out things that you go ask for at your family readiness center, and they will give you the female solution, and it just bugs the snot out of us, makes us want to run the other way. Makes us want to say, uh-uh, no, I'm taking my barbecue pit home with me. You don't get to eat any luscious, tasty hamburgers and bacon. <laughs> don't so, take away the barbecue, Dave. Hey, we will, and we do. And too many guys have actually done that. They have been snubbed at the the spouse functions, at the spouse clubs, and they said, fine, you don't want me around? I don't need you. Go home and figure it out themselves. Go to machospouse.com. Find out a video. Find that video that covers what they needed. Go to Male Military Spouse Radio Show. Flip through the, the episodes and find the one that talked about it. And they're set. They're good. They're done for life. Right? So that's good. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the thing that I... No, go ahead. So I just took it further, you know. It was... Susan last year said, I want to start a, a podcast. I've been trying to start a podcast. I own a podcast name on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, what do I do to make it happen? I said, simple. You just do it. And she said, well, I'm not, I'm not ready to do that. I said, okay, fine. So I went and, you know, we sat down. We figured out a name for it. And then I went home. I created it. I told, turned around. I says, here's how you log in. That's you. It's all you. Go do what you need to do. Oh, but I can't do it, Dave. I'll co-host with you. Okay, now I can do it. You and me. You and me against <laughs> the world. Sweet. Yeah. So I got a second podcast, and this one isn't limited to just male spouses. It's this one, Spouse Spouts. Right. And yeah. Spouse Spouts has, has conquered uncovered amazing ground in the last year and a half that we've been doing this. So my daily well, podcast I... was my daily podcast came came about from the idea that you know when I ran for army spouse of the year for the armed forces insurance MSOI program I had the opportunity to attach videos to my profile they were not allowed to do that this year because Victory Media switched over everything and did all of their computers and their databases and everything were in-house. Oh, and it yeah. was a great, smart move. It's just what was not available was the technology, the second and third party software applications tied into the database to allow the videos or any audio to be attached to people's profiles. And that was sad. And so it's like, I do yeah. we're generating 260 new MSOIs every year. I only need 265 a year to do a weekday podcast. podcast. Yeah. So, well, uh, you know, I you're, you know, I could do a podcast with you. I could do three or four of them in a year, and we and, and not a single one of them would ever be identical. No, yeah, that's right, that's right. You know, and one of the things that I love so much about podcasting, Dave, is that there it is really truly the place that anyone in their niche, any kind of niche at all, you can find 
a podcast about it. So if you are a beekeeper, I promise you there is a podcast about it that you can learn about beekeeping. If you want to learn more about how to do anything, then you, you can do that with podcasting. Um, And I, I, I just love that about it. I'd like to think that I inspired you to be a podcaster. (laughs) <laughs> well, I had a lot of different influences about podcasting, and you certainly helped me and answered some questions for me. And because, you know, when I started this, so the, the idea for the podcast actually came about March 1st. I figured that out the other day, that it was March 1st when it the, I, the official idea, I had been wanting to do one for a long time. And then uh, the idea came about with my good friend, Michelle Aikman, who's the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep of the year for last year for 2016 yep and she come up with the name and the title of it and really encouraged me to go and so it was from March 1st to May 1st I had a podcast because I had no idea I just knew I loved the medium and I knew how to listen to the podcast and I had a million of them but I have any idea about how to do them and um, so I had to go from learning how to podcast and then recording the podcast, editing the podcast, learning how to publish them, how to get them on iTunes. All the, you know, I already have a marketing background, so that part was easy for me, marketing it on social media and learning the ropes. And we launched on May 1st. So I literally went from concept to creation to launch in two months exactly and that it just goes to show you know first of all podcasting it's not as difficult as people think it is it is hard work but figuring it's out time how consuming. to do it it's very time consuming i'm spending a whole lot of time on it right now uh however it's it's not impossible to do You know, the skills are out there to learn. You have to put a little bit of money out into it at first because you do have to pay for, I have to pay for hosting and I pay for a program to record because Mm -hmm. I am limited in my own um, ability and knowing how to to do certain technological things. So I just went with what was uh, easiest for me and that meant spending a little bit of money every month. But it's, and what I love about that for the military spouse community you know, a lot of times we, and I know for me, when I was um, closely in the military uh, family lifestyle community, and I still work in that space now, but I, I tended to get to the point where that's all my focus was all of the time. And while that's wonderful and I love the community and I enjoy them so much and I will always advocate for them, military spouse life all the time was causing me a little bit of fatigue, uh, mental fatigue, because it was I was surrounded by the issues and the concerns of our community constantly. And so for me, when I wanted to do my podcast, I wanted to step out of that a little bit and do something mm-hmm. different. And what I love about podcasting for military families and military spouses in particular is that you can do it from anywhere. I mean, you're doing yours from Germany right now, and I'm doing mine mm-hmm. from the um, panhandle of Florida. And, and here we are live. Yeah. And here we are live. And you can literally talk about 
any topic you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Nothing is off limits. So if you are interested in knitting on the side, you can do that. If you want to, you know, if you are a businesswoman or a businessman and you are kicking butt in the business arena and you want to talk about that, if you want to talk about uh, wrestling or, you know, fantasy football, literally any topic is, is on the table. And so I love that. And so I, I hope that more military spouses will take the plunge into podcasting because it's a really Absolutely. cool medium. Absolutely. And, and when you sit back and you think about what is available, what you're doing with podcasting is you're providing an audio ability for people to connect with you. And I'm going to That's get right. into a little bit more about that and to show you, show the listeners as to why it is not something that you have to compete with other people about, but compliment others by having your podcasts out there. We'll be back in 30 seconds with more with our guest host, Aaron Whitehead from the Brawless podcast, the Unhooked and Unleashed. And we'll, like I said, we'll be back in 30 seconds. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home... I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And that's our sponsor for Spouse Bounce is Armed Forces Insurance. If you're interested in sponsoring our show, all you have to do is get a hold of Susan. She'll be back next week. You can uh, check us out on Facebook. You can go to the website as well. Uh, it's uh, spousebouts.com, and we will we will definitely get back in touch with you and tell you what needs to be done. Susan handles all of that. This is her puppy. But let's get back to podcasting itself. Erin, uh, you were talking about how it's it would be more and more interesting to have everybody doing a podcast. And I wanted to point out something. Technology is growing in leaps and bounds. In all of the 2018 model cars that are being put out on the assembly lines now have on in in the car they have Apple Play and they have Google Play. That means your podcasts can be sitting in their car ready to play when they get in their car and start driving. What does that mean to you? It means you have a valuable tool in your kit. If you can create a podcast that's even five minutes long by putting it out there and making it available. I do a weekday thing. It's 15 minutes long. How long is the usual drive in your commute? Is it an hour and a half, two hours? And I'm only taking up 15 minutes. What about that other hour and 45 minutes? That's a whole lot of podcasts that can go in there. If the podcast is, how long is, how long is your podcast, Aaron? It runs from about 40 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes. Depend, it just depends on how the conversation goes. So, so we, can, we can call it uh, 45 minutes to an hour. We'll call it an yeah. hour for, for blocking time. You still get another 45 minutes of a two-hour commute that needs to be filled with something. Instead of making them have to pick a crappy music radio station, 
instead of them having to fumble around and find a CD or take their eyes off the road to plug in that MP3 player. If you've got a quality podcast and you make it available and all I have to do is get in their car, turn it on, it downloads the podcasts and starts to play them in the order you want them to be played every time. You'll always hear fresh content. It'll always be people that you know and you trust and you stay connected. Yeah. It's, I mean, really, honestly, it is, you know, I don't know if everyone needs to do a podcast. And the reason I say that is because it is very time consuming. I will just, it depends on what you do. So obviously today with uh, Dave's live show, Dave and Susan, this, they don't do editing on this show, which is, is, is great, but that also comes with its own challenges. Being live means mm-hmm. you, might, you might have a little more preparation and you have to be okay with things not being perfect. And so for me, I do edit my show and I'm getting better at it, but I can spend anywhere depending on the length of the show and how much we had to edit, um, depending on background noise and all of that kind of stuff that can happen because I interview a new person every single uh, twice a week. And so that, you know, dogs bark and children run in and we have to restart oh, yeah. and things happen. But I can spend Wait. anywhere from three to seven hours editing one episode and I produce two of them a week. So as you can imagine, that is very time consuming. So it is very time consuming, but um, you're right in the aspect that in the podcasting community and even beyond military spouse community, which military spouse community is very supportive of one another. But, you know, sometimes when we're talking about military spouse stuff, we can kind of saturate the um, market so to speak, where there's only so much you can continue to talk about PCSing, right? Everything that needs to be said maybe has been said already on a blog or whatever. For PCSing, Um, yes. Yeah, I could see that. Right, yeah. Or, you know, any of those topics, really. I mean, it's always good to have fresh new perspectives of of things, which is wonderful. But sometimes just being in the space where I was creating digital content, for that space for a long time. Sometimes it can get repetitive and hard to come up with a new way to look at things. But with podcasting, because there are different genres to go into and so many different places to go and so many different voices of things, you're right. There's not this com- competition between podcasters. And that's one of the really cool things that I have found in the community itself is that I have friends who have comedy that now have become my friends, they've come on my podcast, we don't compete with each other. We share our ch- each other's shows. We, I've had, I'm doing, I interviewed yesterday a woman who's a business coach, and I've had on the Manly Dad podcast, and today I'm interviewing a woman who talks about um, female uh, monthly cycles. I'll say that the nicest way I can. I'm like, that's her entire <laughs> podcast. She's a scientist and she, she studies women's health and her entire podcast is about that. And that's the conversation I'm having today. It's actually really interesting, but nowhere else in the world can you have an entire place that people are going to tune in and listen where you're talking about women's health in that specific issue. So it, it really is a really interesting and the community is great. And there's not this like heavy, deep competition that, it can be nasty in other, especially in internet. Uh, it can be very competitive, but podcasting doesn't seem to be that way. So it's really neat. Yeah. 
The neat part about podcasting is, is you when you pick a subject or if you don't pick a subject and you just go with whatever subject you want, you can make it light, you can make it uh, deep, you can make it uh, interesting, you can try and make it boring. As a matter of fact, a favorite podcast of mine, um, and I don't remember the name of it, I just know that I have it queued up as a favorite and it pops in, but the guy's boring as all hell. I mean, he is... Oh, yeah, it's right. Uh, they put you to sleep podcast. He right. groans on about stuff. He's funny, but my Lord, he puts you to sleep. And it's great. It's exactly what I, you I tried to, to listen. Yeah, I tried to listen to that one, and it kept me awake because I was being too critical. Like, I couldn't just get into the let, let listening to him drone on. So, but I know other people, and that's the other great thing about this. I know other people that absolutely adore that podcast. One of my favorite podcasts is called My Favorite Murder, and it's a comedy podcast about true crime. And I love it. I adore it. Other people, it is not their thing. And that's the other great thing is that there is something out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. So there's no need to get up, upset about one podcast to the other. You just, just stop downloading it and don't listen to it anymore because I guarantee you that something new is out there and exciting. And I'm really getting into listening to the more indie podcasts. So podcasts like Serial, um, My Favorite Murder, The Dollop, um, S-Town, all of those are very heavily produced by NPR or other big companies. And, but the indie podcasts are, are ones like you and me, who we do everything. I do the recording. I do the sound. I do the editing. I do the production. I do the marketing. And I'm enjoying listening to some of these folks who are just doing it from their office or a closet in their bedroom because you can get really good sound there. And just hearing from different perspectives of people all over the country that I would never have learned about had it not been for podcasting. It's really very cool. You still there with me, Dave? Did I lose you? All right. Dave said he would be right back. So what are we going to talk about while he is gone? I wish that someone would call in this morning. I know that it's very early. I will tell everybody that I woke up this morning. I thought, what was I thinking? Why did I decide to do uh, a podcast? It it was 8.30 my time, which for most folks might be okay, but it was, um, it's a little bit early for me to be talking and and, talking. I haven't had enough coffee yet this morning, so um, I'm hoping Dave will be right back here. So while we're waiting on Dave to get back, I'll tell you a few of the episodes that I have recorded that have been a lot of fun. So if you were thinking, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about checking out my podcast specifically, um, we had one of the first guests that I had was a friend of mine from Orlando and he is a stand-up comedian and he did, um, 
we did an episode where he told me this a story about the worst gig that he ever had. And the episode is called When God Sends You a Red Truck. And it was absolutely hysterical. It's one of our most popular ones so far. We have 10 episodes that have dropped. And we have another one uh, dropping tonight with the lovely Kate Dolak. Many of you know her. And she is a dear, dear friend of mine. And we talk about some fun stuff in there. Of course, it's me and Kate. So we end up obviously talking about true crime at some point because that's a, kind of our obsession, the thing that we talk about the most. Um, I had the the podcast that I'm recording today. I'm very excited about that'll go up in a couple of weeks and I've got, you know, the guests that you guys might know, Michelle Aikman has been on the podcast. Um, Dee McNeil has been on the podcast over from Mocha Mill Spouse. Um, Oh, now I'm drawing a blank at who Hall has been. Oh, Susan Reynolds has been on. We had a, her interview was called, or her conversation was called Normal is Boring, which if anyone knows Susan, you know that that is, is true. And we talked about a lot of fun stuff on, on her episode. Are you back, Dave? Yeah, I am. There, yep. still in time. Talking <laughs> to myself. Well, sorry about that. I, I had to had to leave the microphone for a second, so I muted it and went and took care of what needed to be done. All right, that's the um, the reality of working from home and doing stuff from from home. The guest that I interviewed or had a conversation with yesterday is we talked a lot about that about working from home and the challenges of um, doing that. And I mean every. But our community here listening to this knows that that struggle all too well. It is. I mean, and one of the one of the things we were talking about editing podcasts and all and the things you need to edit out. Uh, I've got a recorder that does a really good job. It takes and it records what's coming through the microphone on one channel and what's coming through the speakers on the other channel. So when I'm not talking, I can hear the birds chirping. And it, my microphone yeah. picks up all the birds chirping. And I've been thinking about that going, man, I could make, I could save all of those pieces that I clip out, put them together. And I've got this great background music to make, to, to put you sleep. Hmm. <laughs> Bonus content. Chirping birds uh, and chirping. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to end up with some bonus content before long. I think I'm going to have to wait until I can afford to hire an editor, though, because it just is too much for me. I can't tackle it right now with everything else that I have done. But I have before my when we when we record the the stuff beforehand and the stuff afterwards sometimes is comedy gold, but it just is little clips of things. And so, of course, with with whoever's permission it is that uh, was recording with me, I think we're going to do some bonus content at some point with some outtakes because we have some really funny stuff that's been said before we yeah. actually uh, say uh, one, two, three, record. So that's that's a lot of fun. <laughs> bloopers. <laughs> yeah, bloopers, bloopers from the Brawlers podcast are pretty um, funny bloopers. Let me just tell you. <laughs> they're they're real they're real humdingers, huh? Yep, yep, they sure are. Ah, I love podcasting. I really do. It's so much more fun. The one thing that I do miss from the days of working radio is that in the one of the things we tried to do with the morning show is we had different segments that we did during the morning show 
that we that the salesman sold to local clients. You know, go ahead okay. and, and sponsor this segment, and we'll have your commercial. We'll play uh, seven or eight times during the day, but once during that segment on the Carl and Dave show. And so, things like we did, we did uh, stupid criminal tricks. And I would dig through the internet and find all of the stupid things like, you know, a guy who tried to, uh, I forgot what it was he tried to rob, but he, he figured he would go through the chimney, which was not quite as big around as his head. And so he was going to fold his arms in and just shimmy straight down and he got stuck halfway. And how they found out no. that he got stuck halfway <laughs> is they lit the fire and the fire, the smoke went into the restaurant and choked out everybody in the restaurant because the chimney was plugged. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the guy survived. And his reason for wanting to try and do this was I was hungry. Well, Hey, I mean, look, that's, that's a valid excuse for things. It's about, I, I cannot tell you how many dumb things I've done because I've been hungry in my life. That's valid. That helped, yeah, you know, that one of my, helped, that helped fill the segment. One of my favorite. Four hour show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite podcasts right now that I listen to is dumb people town and it's, it is not rated. You have, you can't listen to that in your car either, but they talk, they do like three different stories every week um, about, dumb criminals that have done really stupid things and that's a lot of fun so that is on the top of my podcast list now that's a heavily produced show but I do love that um let's talk about our favorite podcast for a minute so maybe listeners if they're listening to this will have some new things to listen to what what's on your what do you listen to on a, a weekly basis Dave pretty much uh all I listen to well I don't I really don't listen to very many podcasts at all when I really? do get a chance to listen to podcasts, I listen to yours. Okay. I listen to the So Boring I'll Put You to Sleep podcast. <laughs> um, which I really can't remember what the name of his was, but it's boring. I like it. It's funny. It, it just it cracks me up that it works. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work for me. Than, it just annoyed me. But other than that, how I have to schedule my day does not really allow me to do, does not allow me time to sit back and listen to things. Uh, Here in Germany, we don't have very many things that are live. I have Armed Forces Network, AFN, to listen to the radio, but they play music that I don't care for. So I don't listen to the radio except when I'm in the car for the top of the hour news, which is regular ABC news. I turn on my television. I I have to watch, I have to watch, you know, Apple TV upstairs. I watch the Amazon fire stick down below. Um, I make use of my Cody so that I can, you know, stream things that you can't get. Otherwise I have to use a VPN blocker because I pay for Netflix. I pay for HBO. I pay for stars. I pay for Hulu and I can't use them in Germany without a VPN blocker. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. So by God, I'm going to use well, a VPN I, blocker. 
And even though well, the European that European Union has made it absolutely illegal for us to use streaming sticks and to use Cody, especially the add-on that's called Exodus, Exodus has everything that I am paying for. I can watch off of them, and if I wasn't paying for it, I could be getting it free, but I refuse to give up my subscriptions because I don't want to give them legal right to arrest me. I want, I have, I've paid for that content, and I'm getting that content. So, you know, between that and the fact that I have, I'm uh, six hours off of time from Eastern, so anytime I want to interact with anybody, it's, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon until my wife gets home at five. So that yeah. equates to eight. In the, let's see, two, that would be eight, eight in the morning for you guys until 11, eight in the morning until 11 in the morning. That's the time I have to do stuff. Then once my wife gets home, you know, things like podcasts or listening to podcasts or whatnot. And I'm too busy usually mixing down a podcast or two or toying with the new set of new new uh, background music, royalty-free background music that I found, um, or washing clothes or doing the yard. <laughs> doing the laundry the and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, just, you know, um, stay-at-home dad. I, I don't have time. I do have many, many podcasts in my queue right now that I have not listened to because I'm way behind in my listening. And then I, when I have guests come on for the show, of course I need to listen to, um, yep. if they have a podcast, I want to listen to their podcast to make sure that I'm learning about them and we can have the best uh, conversation possible. But so, but I am into true crime. So my big one, I told you my favorite, I also listen to um, a, a one that's called Criminal, which Sword and Scale is another one that's really good. It's very heavily produced. Again, I'll talk that way, but and but Sword and Scale is really dark. So beware. It's it's not something that everyone can listen to. It's really really dark and great. But I listen to one called Reply All, which are these really really fun guys who talk about the internet and all of the quirks of the internet. And it's really a cool podcast. Um, and the hosts are really cool. I listen to one called Science Versus, which is really, really neat. Again, another heavily um, produced one. But the, the host, Wendy Zuckerman, is from Australia. And she has the most delightful voice in the world. But they take um, controversial topics and talk about them from a science perspective, which is really interesting. So that's really cool. I listen to Dumb People Town, The Dollop is another one that's really fun. It's a bi-weekly American history podcast. And oh, it's cool. funny and it's, it's really funny. It's really funny. Now, I will tell, it, it leans politically to the left. The hosts lean very much to the left politically. And when you're talking about history, you are going to get that. But he tells, Dave Anthony is the host, and he tells his friend, Gareth Reynolds, a new story about history every single week. And Gareth does not know what the topic's going to be about. And Gareth they're both stand-up comedians, and Gareth is a an amazing improviser, and so it's just so funny when he tells these crazy stories from history about you know the history of why George Washington actually died, um, and, and mo- that most people don't know, and it's really and it just really interesting and fun stuff. So that's another one of my favorites. 
um, Up and Vanished, which is a true crime podcast where a guy went to investigate a murder that happened right here in Georgia, close by me. And as in the middle of him doing this, the, the girl had vanished. It had been 12 years. They had a big break in the case, which I think was because of the podcast. And now, so, but the big break that they had, he's now reporting on that and gone further and further and further. And spoiler, spoiler alert, but I don't think that the big break is what they thought it was. So I'll just leave it there. It's a really interesting <laughs> podcast for people to listen to. I've been very um, interested in that. Um, of course, on my queue here, I'm looking at it. I've got Mocha Mill Spouse podcast, which is amazing. Yep. The, the ladies over there are great. Um, I loved S-Town. It was a wonderful listen to me. It was maybe one of the best things I've ever listened to or read. Um, that was a really great one. Um, Manly Dad, Small Town Murder, which is, they go to it, they talk about a different small town every week, and they talk about um, a murder that happened there. Uh, and it's a comedy podcast as well. And then Between Us Girls, which is a podcast of four women, they they kind of just they open a bottle of wine and they talk about crazy stuff and that one is very much rated e for explicit but it's a lot of fun um Mm. there's a new one that delves into bill cosby's life it's called cosby unraveled and that one just started they only had one first episode and it went back to his early early career so but they're going to talk about the whole um the whole controversy with him right now and the allegations that he's had um, so anyway, I, I have a, a ton of podcasts that I listen to and there's a bunch, you know, others that I, I've picked up here and there, but, um, it's a really, I love the medium because I can do it while I'm doing so many other things. It's really hard for me if I have to sit and wash the dishes, it's hard for me just to stand there and wash the dishes without having something else creatively going on. So I put my headphones in if the kids can't listen to it or if I'm home by myself, I just yeah. plug it in. And I'm able to get much more done because I'm listening to all these different stories and and narratives. Um, I'd be able to do that if I was able to do, you know, two or three things at a time, but I'm a guy. We can only do one thing at a time. I think some guys can do more than one thing at a time. I think it has more to do with less to do with your gender. They're lying to you. I th- but listen, listen, hear me out. I think it has less okay. to do with your gender and more to do with the way your brain is wired because I can tell you that I have friends who are females that they can manage it sometimes to do more than one thing, but that's not where they're in their comfort zone. For me, my brain literally can't focus on one thing at a time. Like it fires in too many directions. If I'm not calming down one part of my brain, the dishes won't get done because I will leave them and go do something else. So that has more to do with my brain than it does with being a female. Now we can talk about this. This is something I was talking about in a female group of mine. There is, and I can post this on the page if you want me to post this article. It's it's actually a cartoon and it talks about a, a concept called mental load for women. And a lot of us, when we read it, we were discussing this in a group that I'm in. A lot of us, when we read it, it clicked for, for me for the first time I'd ever heard someone talk about it in this way. Because, you know, we know that women tend to be, you know, they, we have exceptions. Like Dave is probably an exception here to this rule. In his family, he's the one probably doing a lot of this stuff. 
but women tend to be the managers of the household. So even if we are able to delegate tasks out uh, to our children or to our husbands, we're still the ones that know when the dentist appointments need to be made. We have that schedule of the vaccinations in our head. We're the ones that know all the activities for school and when there's a fundraiser coming up and when that fundraiser is due and when the van fees are due. And we know what the children want for Christmas and we know when to go buy those gifts and what our teenager, when our teenager needs new bras. I mean, all of those things that, and it becomes a mental load. So even if we have a wonderful spouse who picks up the slack and, you know, my husband does, I mean, he's a full-time student right now and he's retired. He's out of school. So he has to pick up the slack because I'm so busy, but still we have that mental load of that all the time. Um, And, and that can be very stressful and very, um, it can really weigh on a woman. And sometimes I think, I know for me until I read that, I didn't understand. I, I kind of beat myself up thinking, yeah, but he, he does the dishes and he gets the daughter ready for school and he does all this. Why do I still feel overburdened? It's because I have all that in my brain, all that mental load. What do you think about I think, that, Dave? I, I, think you're, I, I think you're onto something. I really do. I've always believed that the what creates the brain to work and fire in the way that it goes has everything to do with your chemical breakdown. In other words, right. what, what makes a guy uh, not be able to think really well and, you know, laser focused to, you know, be that football type of guy. The more testosterone you put in your body, bodybuilders get this way. And they are so laser focused on one thing and one thing only. And it's usually a single syllable word, kill. And that's, you know, take ball, run cross field, kill, you know, pick up weights, ugh, kill. That's but it's they they're they're loading their bodies up with testosterone, and women the 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 more the woman has estrogen in her body, and guys that have a large amount of te- of estrogen in their bodies, the ones that are in touch with their feminine side, they too can multitask. I've noticed this, and I'm sadly on the heavy testosterone side. I can't multitask. I have tried. I'm almost 60 years old. I've been trying this for 50 years, and I just can't get it. And I'm not about to go and 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 start taking a whole bunch of hormones just to try and think better, if you will. Um, but yeah, well, it's funny because the, 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 the thing talk- you were saying there about mental load, yeah. I I like that because that that deals into that deals into the the response, the emotional response that uh, that comes with the, the the woman knowing that she's got all of these things going on at the same time, and they're always going on in your head all the time. The actual execution of them are being handled by however she's delegated it or allowed it to happen. Like you said, the husband, he, your husband, he does do the dishes. He does take care of bathing the daughter. He does take care of folding the laundry. He does take care of uh, a whole number of things, but it's still inside your head. 
because you haven't taken that opportunity to check that box off to to make that that mental that mental note and cross that line through it and you'll be able to because you've identified it you know what it is uh, guys yeah. on the other hand we put too much on that mental load we have to write it down now we can i we can emulate multitasking if we are a good list maker if we can write it down and the navy taught me how to do that I would go to the morning briefings where the captain would put out his stuff to the division officers. The division officers would take it down to the leading chiefs. And it was usually a list of things that needed to be accomplished. And each leader, as it filtered down from the captain, got a little bit more defined. So there were more boxes to check. By the time we got it down to the individual workstation, and for mine was the navigation, the quartermasters, I already knew that, okay, we need to get prepared for this underway, which means we have to get these publications taken care of. We need to get these charts fixed. We need to, this is all stuff I learned, and this is all stuff I've been doing for the past few years. I am now the leading chief. So I know that I need to tell my guys to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this, and I start delegating it. But I have that book in front of me. And it's still my responsibility. Your mental load, it's still in your head. It is still your responsibility, even though you've got other people doing it. You have to go and cross it out. You have to go in there yeah. and verify it's done. And if you haven't started doing that, and so many people don't cross things off of their lists, even when they write them down, do you find that right. list? Well. You all of a sudden feel overburdened. You feel overwhelmed because, oh, crap, did I get this stuff done? Oh, wait. And next thing you know, yeah, you're zip, zip, zipping around. Podcasting, yes, that could definitely help you focus on a particular task and check them off as it goes because it, it calms you. It makes life better. Right, right. Well, and the thing about it is, I think that, part, and part of the interesting discussion was that it comes down to more so than chemical imbalance or, or balance, whatever, or, you know, your gender or any of those things. It comes down to just that society has kind of just expected women to take on many of these roles for so many years. And I think that that's breaking down a little bit now, which I think is positive for folks because, you know, it's allowing men and women to do to do things that maybe they wouldn't have done before. And I think that's a positive thing. That's just my belief on it. But, it, you know, the, the thing about the checklist is it doesn't really matter how many checklists I make and how many things I check off. The mental load issue is that it's never ending. And so, you know, and there are some things that you can't quantify on a list that need to be taken care of, you know. So, so but anyway, it was an interesting, a really interesting discussion. Um, I'll put that in, in the little invite there. I'll tag a link to the article so that folks cool. can read it because I think that a lot of women will be interested. And for me, it really just gave me a way to explain it and talk to my husband and say, okay, look, 
you know, yes, I've been stressed out, even though you've been doing all these chores, but here's why. So what can we take off my mental load that you would like to handle? Like, so maybe now mm-hmm. I can switch and the bills are your responsibility after 18 years of them having to be mine because he was gone all the time. So that would help my mental load. If I just don't ever have to think about it and I know it's getting done, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. And then, and then there's still, there's a lot of things that, that may fall under that, I'm uh, 1950s June Cleaver list of what makes a good housewife. Some people may want to keep and and own those. I'm not so certain I want to give up mowing the lawn, but I know oh, my wife well, gets out there and mows up mows the lawn, and my kids get out there and mow the lawn. But I'm critical of it. That's my lawn. I'm right. not sure. I mean, and I do the laundry. My wife does laundry, sure, and she does it wrong, and she (laughs) does not like to fold the laundry. That's my job. I own that. That's mine. I'm not sure I want her to have it. I like it. I find it relaxing. Well, I'll tell you. I, I, I'm having to get over that a little bit because I, I told this story the other day on the podcast, but my daughter, I had her fold the laundry the other day and, and I'm the same way. Like I want the dishes done a certain way and I want laundry folders a certain way. My husband is the same way with things too. Like he's the, he's the person that uh, in our house, he's good at it. He enjoys it. I am not good at it and they complain every time I cook. So whatever, I'm not going to do Somebody else can do it. Right. But he, when I do cook, I'm always having to shoot him out of the kitchen because he stands over me and tells me what I'm doing wrong. I'm like, get out right now or I will never cook again. This is not going to happen. <laughs> so, but my, my daughter was folding laundry the other day, and she normally just folds her clothes and her sister's clothes um, because I like it done a certain way. And she folded all the laundry and because uh, I needed her to do all of it. She put the basket in my room for me to put away my clothes and everything. And there were a couple of towels in there and I pulled the towels out and I was like, Oh my gosh, these are folded wrong. Why did she do this? But I didn't have time to to redo it. So I went to the closet to go put them in. And when I went to go put them in, I went, Oh crap. These fit better in here this way. And it made me realize, right? So for, because I had been folding them for my entire adult life, according to how I saw my mother fold them. Well, my daughter went, don't fit as well and did them a different way and when we give up that control to other people sometimes they do it better than we do or they teach us something that we don't know and so it was a it was a moment for me where I thought okay I need to I need to to let go of a little bit of that control there yeah hey what uh we gotta take a quick 30 second break We'll be sure. back, and uh, I got some some questions uh, that that burning questions that need to be answered. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> back in thirty seconds. Okay. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home. Hey, you ate all the cookies, wasn't me? I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote. Or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And we're back. Spouse, Spouse, Episode 45. Brawless, Unhooked, and Unleashed is the episode title 
And the reason why is because we have guest host Erin Whitehead with us. She is the Brawless Unhooked and Unleashed podcast, podcaster, podcastery, uh, Madam Podcaster. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Something All like this. Do it a little bit flourish. Yeah. 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 Hey. Uh, you, you, you brought out an interesting thing there about, you know, and, and that and the, co- the commercial worked in perfectly with it. She makes cookies, recipes, <laughs> recipes, recipes, yeah. recipes. We were talking about how we do things because that's the way mom did it. We do things because that's the way we were taught. And some things we do because we never, ever figured out why. And one of the ones that I love to use as an example on why I don't follow recipes when I cook is why follow the recipe. There are some things, you know, bread, of course you do have to follow the recipe exactly, or the bread does not come out at all. It comes out just right. a lump of ugly, ugh. but you know, it, it reminds me of that, that roast that comes at Christmas time. They, they, I, you take this roast, this big roast, and you put it in the pan, and you cut the end off of the meat, and then you slather it down with all of the the fixins, and you stuff the potatoes, and you stuff the carrots around there, and you stick it in the oven, and it cooks. This long period of time it cooks, okay? Why yeah. do you have to cut off the end of the roast? Did you ever because find out why? Grandma's pan, because grandma's pan was too short, <laughs> and she exactly. had to cut the roast off to get it to fit. And you've been doing it that way for 50 years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That is the funnest way of, of proving why follow the recipe. The recipe is for a specific flavor, perhaps, or for a specific constraint, perhaps, but that doesn't mean you can't experiment. I have this amazing meal that I make and I get requests for it here in the house twice a week, sometimes three times a week. I call it taco bake. And it's because it was based off of a taco bake recipe that I saw that I said, that looks like Mexican lasagna. And what it is is you, you take your tortillas and you just tear them up in little pieces. And you spread it out on the bottom of a eight by eight pan, you know, your your Pyrex glass bakeable pan. You preheat your oven to three hundred and fifty degrees. Why so low? I'll tell you that in a minute. But you you take the pan and you grease it down, use Pam. Spray the bottom of the pan. That keeps things from sticking, just makes it work. You put a layer of tortillas down, like you would a layer of lasagna. You take right. a meat mixture, a meat mixture that you have pre-made. You take a pound of burger, don't care what kind. I use sirloin because it's got a great flavor. Pound of burger, and you brown it. You throw in a package of taco seasoning or burrito seasoning or fajita seasoning, whatever, you know, is, that McCormick's package is available. You sprinkle that in there, the whole thing. You take one of those little tiny cans of chopped mushrooms, or I'm sorry, chopped olives, pop it open. Don't drain it. Dump that whole thing in there because you're supposed to put water with the with the, 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 the taco seasoning 
Well, yeah. use the water. Use the water that's inside the uh, sliced olives. Boom. You dump that can in there. You dump uh, one of those little cans of chopped, diced green peppers. Dump that in there. You dump one can of refried beans. One can of refried beans. That's all you do. Okay. An easy way to easy way to get those out. The refried beans is you don't scoop it out with a spoon. That's a mess. You 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 waste beans. Once you take the lid off, turn it over, poke a hole in the bottom of the can, and blow on it. And that whole contents of that can comes out as one lump, boom, into your pan. And it's clean on the inside of the can. So now you got your cans, you can throw them away. There you, you go. All, you mix all that up. Mix it all up, and it's all spread out. And if you're really, 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 really feeling froggy, throw in one of those half pints of sour cream. Boop. And mix it all up in there, too. Kind of lightens and livens it up a little bit. Anyway, that's your meat mixture. Okay? So, okay. that's your meat mixture. You put it on top of the tortilla shreds that you've done for one layer. And then you take shredded cheese, a handful, just a big old handful, and spread that, sprinkle that all over that so you've got one layer of tortillas and meat and cheese okay do it again more shredded tortillas more meat mixture more cheese do it again because you still have meat mixture left you'll get three la- you will get three layers out and it'll be higher than the pan but that's okay pile it as high as you want but make sure that the top is covered copiously with the shredded cheese. All right? And you stick it okay. in the oven. You stick it in the oven, which has been preheating at 350 degrees. And you let it sit there for 10 minutes. Now you're saying in the back of your head, you're going 350 degrees for 10 minutes in a Pyrex plate. That's not going to cook anything. No, it's not. You already cooked your meat mixture, which is the only thing that needed to cook on the stovetop preparing it. All you're doing is taking the oven and melting the cheese into everything and getting it all diffused together. After 10 minutes, you pull it out. Sounds good. You take it out and you start putting it on people's plates. They spread it out. They start eating it and they will beg for more. They will beg for more. So easy to make. Doesn't take but maybe 15 minutes. Good. Easy. I do. Um, Easy. I do a spaghetti squash dish that I love, and it's you take the spaghetti squash, and my trick with that is you, I, you, I have to have my husband cut it usually because it's it's a little hard for me to cut it. It takes me too long, but he cuts it in half lengthwise, and then I scoop out the seeds, and then I take it in a, a dish, and I just pop it in the microwave for depending on the size of the squash, anywhere from eight to 12, 14 minutes. When you with can the rind. Or you've already yeah, scooped everything rind, out. No, I scooped everything out, but it's still in the rind. And I, okay. I scoop the seeds and stuff out. And then you right, poke right. the back. When, when you can poke the back of the rind and put your fork straight through, then you know it's done. So, oh. Yeah. And while it's in the microwave, in the um, skillet, I take a bit, a bag of spinach, fresh spinach, and I put that in there with olive oil and, and salt and pepper. And I down and then I put cream cheese depending on how frisky I am a little bit of cream cheese or more cream cheese I just eyeball it I'm not a recipe person and 
then I add a little bit of heavy cream to that and make it kind of like a cream spinach thing. And then I put a little bit of um, Parmesan cheese in there as well. Mm. And then when the, when the squash is done, I, I put it so it's flesh side up. The rind is on the bottom. And I take my fork and I make the spaghetti squash. I, you know, pull it all out so it looks like spaghetti. I don't pull it out. I leave it in the rind, but, you know, you have to fluff it up. And then you take the cream mixture and you pour it in both of the boats. So it gets down in there. Sometimes I'll put butter on the squash first and then put it in there. And then you cover the whole thing with mozzarella and Parmesan cheese and stick it in the oven for 350 or whatever for as long until the um, cheese is a little bit brown on top. And it is decadent. It's low carb. Um, it's probably it's high, higher fat than some people would like, but for me, carbs is the big culprit. So it's low carb and it, it tastes like you are eating like a decadent Alfredo dish. It's so good. And it's spaghetti squash. I'm going to have to remember that one because I'm not a fan of spaghetti squash, but boy, I sure would. I could do not having quite so many carbs in my meals. Yeah, I don't like the spaghetti squash with marinara. It's not my favorite thing. I've tried it several no. different times. I don't love it. But if it's a cream sauce, I can eat it all day long. Or just butter and salt and pepper. I love spaghetti yeah. squash. My husband yeah. is growing. He's growing some in our in our garden. We have a huge garden in our backyard. We have corn and peppers and herbs and potatoes and squash and peas and carrots and cucumbers and watermelons and I mean, just a ton of vegetables back there. And then our property that we have, he, they go back there and we have blackberries all over our property. Like we could have a blackberry farm. And he came he went out last yesterday with my oldest daughter. And in 10 minutes, they came home, came back with a pint of strawberry of, of um, blackberries they had picked. It's wonderful. I eat blackberries all the time. So I'm like, Oh, that's wonderful. They just go out and get them right from the yard for me. So I love having that stuff in my house. Sounds good. I, I I have something I want to ask you in a minute, but I wanted to, uh, sure. How do you how do you get a good garden started? I mean, I got oh, I got a don't whole ask plot. Me. We'll have, no, you can bring my husband on to talk with you about that, but do not ask me because I will kill anything green if it is associated with me. My husband bought me. I've always loved hydro. And when we were moving around so much, I couldn't, I didn't want to buy and then just, it, we would have to leave it where we are. And so I bought this house for Valentine's Day. He bought me hydrangeas to put in the yard associated with my name. They tried to die at first. Now I have had to baby them and they're finally starting to take root in the new spot and they blooms. And so I'm excited because I haven't killed them. But I, for a while, though, here I have killed my beautiful flowers that I wanted to have. Everything. My husband is wonderful with a garden. I have no idea how he enjoy the fruits of his labor. He loves doing it, but I don't know anything about gardening. Not my thing. He could tell you to know about it, though. So you have to talk to him about it. That and how to make amazing he is very well known for that very good barbecue that he made it's still there Dave did I lose you again oh, 
So Dave just texted me that he had to go deal with something uh, with the barbecue. So that's kind of funny that I was just talking about barbecue when he did that. So um, I, I will tell you, I'm really enjoying that the fact that we husband is retired now and we are um, enjoying our forever home. And so we get to have the garden barbecue all the time and I get to plant my hydrangeas and have them um, hopefully bloom for years and years and years to come. And that's been really a, a cool thing for us because I know listeners, if you're, you're listening, you understand that, that kind of feeling of not knowing that you belong in a certain place. And Susan and I talked about this when she was on my show about not really feeling like it's your forever and so for us, finally being in our forever is surreal to me and knowing that I do not ever have to move again. We have our five acres and we have our little house. And one day, if my daughters want to live in this area, they can build a house on our property. And I, I'm never going to PCS again. That's what I told my husband when we moved the last time. I said, just find me a burial plot in the backyard somewhere. Just plant me underneath all the blackberry bushes. And I'm just going to be buried here because I don't ever want to have to move again. Although we are going to keep all of our little PCS stickers on the back of all of our furniture because they are badges of honor for our family. And I like looking at them when we move a chair around and you can see all of those different stickers in the back there. Um, Sorry about that. Hey, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I was just rambling on and on and on. Hey, I've done that myself. Uh, Susan had to step away for a moment. Uh, something would come up, and she'd say, hey, hold down the fort for a second, and she'd go do something. And then, <laughs> Hey, speaking of which... <laughs> Susan is in the chat room. Oh, yeah. Hey, Susan, how are you? Hi. Susan, you need to call in. We have nine minutes left. <laughs> I just hear your voice. She she might be a little groggy. Hey, that's fine. I mean, because we're running it, so she can she should be able to chat. She, said, she only woke up a little while ago. You should still do it. <laughs> type it in. Type what do you want to talk about? Oh, are you? Uh, we we could talk about how Susan. We could we could sit down here and we could start talk about bets. Susan. Absolutely, <laughs> make bets on what she'll sound like when she calls in. I, I think she I think she might sound like she's um, I don't know had too many beers because I think when yeah. you're drunk off of beer is completely different than when you're drunk off of wine which is also completely different from uh, what it it's to the, the co what it sounds like to be drunk off of whiskey. Yeah, probably. Probably a oh, lot that's... different. I know that um well for me when I take pain pills, I I don't get sleepy or groggy. I get like wired and high. So I try to avoid taking them at all costs because I get a little bit crazy on them. So um, <laughs> they affect everybody differently. We they affect everybody differently. Is she calling in? She says she's going to. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see the if the phone line rings. 
kicking. See if she That's comes, right. See if she comes to the door. I mean, if she comes to the door, we'll let her in. But then again, That's we may right. have to hold her up. Saying, yeah. After all, she will be loopy. That's just yeah. the way Susan is. Little loopy. <laughs> I was going to say, well, that's that's just the normal MO for Susan. That's why we love her. She's a little loopy and a little crazy, and that's that's awesome. So. Oh, somebody's oh, at the door. There she is. is that Susan? Hello. Oh, yeah. That's hey, Susan. can you hear me? <laughs> yes. I can. Hello. Hey, how are you feeling? Oh, I can't laugh. Um, I oh, feel very don't good laugh. right now because the pain medicine is working, but I can't laugh, and that hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, were, this, we were just talking so about this is how why you I didn't want to call loopy, in though. earlier. Yeah. So no, don't laugh. Okay. Don't laugh. Anytime yeah. you want to laugh, growl instead. Go, err. Um, I Try actually it. started doing this fake laugh, okay, where I'm like, hey, 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 I'm really laughing. Ha, 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 ha. That's really funny. Ha, ha. Like that, and Jeremy just looks at me like I'm a complete idiot. He's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone do. I'm like, thank you. I can't well, laugh right now because it hurts. Just growl. Yeah, like, that's a vocalist trick, too. Yeah, I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. You know, it's sad. I miss yeah. laughing, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Hey, you when you are abdominal a... surgery, Aaron, you know how it is. Yeah. Yes, I have. I have. And when you're a singer, you have to do that fake laugh, too, because laughing is actually one of the worst things you can do for your voice. So it will destroy your vocal cords more than anything. So if we're, you know, if you're going to sing the next day and you're having a good time with friends, you end up doing that (laughs) fake laugh at the very top and you're not using your diaphragm at all. It's because you're using your diaphragm when you're laughing and belting out loud. And then that, you know. So that's why you're hurting. But yeah, abdominal surgery is no joke. It is, man, oh, yeah. it is tough to recover from. But I'm so glad you got it done and you're on the mend now. That's really awesome. Uh, you guys, I had no idea. We'll talk about this in our show next week when I'm back next <laughs> week. This is just a preview of coming attractions, Dave. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about everything next week. I, it was just a mess. It was seriously the the biggest mess in there, and I am ashamed at our medical system, not just military but civilian included. Uh, what do the you judgment think they call we call it a practice? Is, yeah, exactly. But it's more than a practice. It comes with you know judge, jury, and ex- executioner as well. Because man, the judgment that was placed on me as a patient, I was like, this is appalling. How can we treat people this way? And and then the other thing is, is how people end up taking it because they don't know better. Yeah. You know, they right. don't know better, yeah. but they're, you know, being talked down to and dismissed. And um, I'm glad I'm not an idiot on this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm pretty stupid in other areas, but, you know, this is not one of those areas that I consider myself to be, you know, lacking in information and education. I think the funniest part, though, of the hospital stay wasn't, you know, the morphine drip or the funny nurses that I was, like, you know, you know, feeling their faces and, you know, like, threatening to kidnap my doctor and bring him home with me and things like that. You know, it was more, it was when the patient advocate came into the hospital. This is so funny. He goes, hi, I'm the patient advocate, and I just wanted to let you know I'm here for you. Here's my card if you need me for anything. You know, uh, I want to follow up with you on your hospital stay. He's like, oh, I do patient advocacy. And he just kind of stood there and he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, that's what I do is I teach people how to advocate for themselves. And he goes, what? 
I mean, he kept on going, what, for real? I was like, yes. And he goes, oh, okay, so then you know what to do. And I was like, yeah, I sure do. But thanks for the card, man. Oh, that was kind of funny. I don't think he was. He just kind of walked out of the room. Nice fucking card. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Jeremy was sitting there, and he goes, boy, that guy wasn't expecting you to actually know what his job really is. (laughs) I know. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. So, Jeremy is tired because we're driving a lot to Charlotte, which is over three hours away, and we had a big trip yesterday, so uh, we're all a little tired around here today. And Ian thinks that these tubes coming out of Mommy are gross. Those are his words. That's gross, Mommy. They are kind of gross, though. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. They are gross. I hated those tubes. Yeah. I hated them. I'm getting – I get get, uh, the heebie-jeebies just thinking about you having them. But when do you oh, get yeah. those I out? I had three. I had two taken out yesterday, and I still have one in that I may end oh. up going back to Charlotte on Friday, depending on its output. So yeah. we'll see. If it's still putting out a lot of stuff, I go back up on Tuesday. Did you work yourself huh. up about getting the tubes out? I know I did, and then it wasn't really anything. No, because you, kind of... you told me to be prepared, and, I, and then I have my best friend is also a nurse, and she gave me the lowdown. But, man, they burned coming out. I was like, shut up. I was like, I'm yeah, going to hit you burns. in the face, doctor. I don't care how nice you are. I was going to punch him in the yeah. face. It just felt so weird to me, like a snake coming out of your yeah. body or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was gr- I had like five inches second. of tube in my guts. I was like, that's disgusting. Hey, we're down yeah. to our yeah. last yeah. minute. Ah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm sorry. Nice. I will just Good. be quiet. You guys just talk. I love you guys. <laughs> I miss you all. Uh, we love you. Or, I'm glad well, that I you're, love you you're too. on Thanks the Thanks, Aaron. So what are we going to talk about? What's that? What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. I'll figure that one out. I think it's just going to be Welcome Back Susan. Welcome Back Susan. Uh, Susan with uh, the lump gun. Well, yes. One of them. One of the many. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Aaron, for sitting in for, for Susan. It's been a blast. Oh, thank you for having me, Dave. I hope everybody will go check out the podcast. It's Brawless. We can search Brawless Podcast. And we're That'll on work. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Yeah, we're on all those places. Thanks. See we hope you've enjoyed this edition of the only podcast Bye. worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.